Josh, do you have the portal update liner right there in front of you in the Buffalo Wild Wings studio today, courtesy of our friend Brent Swipko? Well, I can tell you that all of our transfer portal news is, yes, brought to us by Swiftco Roofing and Construction. Call 405-831-8222. And Brent Swift and his 25 years of roofing, remodeling, and construction experience, they'll come personally look at your roof and home. That is SwiftcoTeam.com. Um, what you make of what Parker had to say about Nick Scarton? Yesterday, um, I I had always been told that Oklahoma likes to be last in these types of situations. They would like uh, in in high school recruiting, in portal recruitings, they have no problem, and they would like to be the place that's making the last impression. Parker yesterday said of the of the defensive end who is going to visit Oklahoma this weekend. He said, "I don't necessarily know if that is." the best case going forward. And what what that – I guess a concern could be is he could get a godfather offer at one of these places, right, if it's Missouri, if it's Florida State, if it's Texas A&M. And I think Mrs. Loves had pointed out, you know, if you look at his bio and you kind of see what he's all about, uh, he is – he's a Texas guy. He's from College Station. So um, I don't know. What what did you make of that yesterday? Yeah, I, I don't know what to make of it because – I still sort of feel like it. it's not all bad to get the last word. So, mm-hmm. But uh, I, I do understand the logic in that is maybe it's a little bit different for folks out of the transfer portal that uh, you want to make the first pitch instead of the, the last pitch. And before I get a literal fan on Twitter, yes, I know it's Brian, Texas. I know it's Brian, the high school that he went to. But, uh, I mean, literally, Brian, Brian and College Station are kind of like one and the same, right? Uh, I was trying to look at the actual distance. I think Brian to College Station is like, what, 10 minutes? Yeah. <laughs> They're 10 minutes from each other. It's like saying someone's from I don't know, Oklahoma City, Moore, when they're really from Norman. You know, it's, it's like, whoa, wait a minute. He's from Moore. That shouldn't mean that he would want to go to Oklahoma. Well, you know, might. But, I, I, again, I, I don't know what percentage – and I've always been a little bit wary of the on three percentages because isn't there like a fan vote as part of the on three projections? Yeah, the recruiting <laughs> prediction machine from on three is not to be trusted. But they have a 26.9% chance for Oklahoma and a 30% chance for Texas A&M. So it's a... It's another day. I don't know if we had had the the Nick Scarton uh, Nick Scarton. Am I saying that right? Scarton news during our weekly and daily portal updates yesterday. But for those that aren't familiar, um, had a breakout season, fifty tackles, fifteen for loss, ten sacks, uh, a forced fumble. He was a four star recruit coming out of uh, coming out of Bryan, Texas. He was. Not, I mean, he was barely a top 50 prospect in the state, was a number 35 defensive lineman, and is a a really good developmental story at Purdue. And I, I got to be honest with you, Josh, whenever I saw that he was making the trip to Oklahoma and Oklahoma was the last visit, I got pretty juiced. I was like, we're getting this guy. 
But then hearing you know Parker talk about it yesterday, it did kind of tepid that excitement just just a skosh. But it's good news. It's good news that he's at least making that trip. Now I guess what the goal is to make sure that he he's here. He comes here and makes this trip, right? Oh yeah, you you gotta mm. at least give yourself a puncher's chance. Get him on campus and and then maybe you can wow a little bit. So we I mentioned we have an update on the portal for Oklahoma. Blake Smith has entered the portal, which I I, I find to be fascinating because if I'm a if I'm a tight end, unless I see what's coming in or unless I've been told to leave, I don't necessarily know if I'm going to jump in the portal <laughs> right now. Um, maybe this is a good sign. Now, I got to admit, there's um, we mentioned this a lot, and I feel like if I just get my biases out there, Josh, everyone accepts them a little bit more, right? If you understand that I'm biased towards certain things, <laughs> you can just be like, all right, well, that's how he's going to be, so I'll have to call him out on this on the text line or on the phones or whatever, right? At least, it, at least he's straight up about it. I'm not going to lie to you. I'm not going to lie to you. Um, I'm just, just that's not me. Now, I might lie about other things. You know, I might lie about, you know, <laughs> income and things of that nature to sound a lot cooler to you people. But I'm not, not going to lie about my biases. I'm incredibly biased towards the Roberts family. I think they're the best. And when I saw that Jake Roberts entered the portal from Baylor, I immediately thought, get this kid back home. And I want to make this very clear. I didn't think it in any way, shape, or form to try to influence Nate to come here. Nate Roberts is his younger brother who still has another year of high school eligibility left where he's going to return to the Washington Warriors and try to make it three straight state championships, baby. But I I think Oklahoma made a mistake in not getting Jake Roberts last year. I really do. And he went to Baylor. Um didn't have a he had a, a 23 catches 231 yards and a touchdown i think bringing in blake smith and not pursuing jake roberts i think that was a mistake so to me maybe this is a sign that in addition to the addition uh already at the tight end position of bauer sharp maybe this means josh that roberts is on his way here potentially hey uh, that'd be great I hope that's exactly what's going on. That'd be a big-time get. And, yeah, I could see where, uh, <laughs> hey, let's put some tea leaves together. By the way, I had to laugh at this text from the 214. There's about, let's see, 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 79. Nine, <laughs> nine, nine levels of no, Norman is not more. I, listen, I understand that. I, my point is that if I had a literal fan that was talking about, you know, what was going to end up happening with Scourton, and they might say, well, he's not really from College Station. He's from Bryan. I would say that I think that I think that, that would be like someone saying, hey, the kid's from Moore instead of Norman. It's just they're 10 minutes apart from each other. And you would be expected, if you're in Moore, maybe to be more inclined to go to, to Oklahoma. So, I'm, I, again, yes, you are absolutely right. Norman is not Moore. And I say this with peace and love because until we figure out who designed that 19th Street exit and designed the stop sign here, then a stoplight, then another stoplight, then the goofy-ass turn lane that we have there, and then another stoplight? Yeah, no, no, we don't have those issues in Norman. Have you tried to get on 19th Street during uh, rush hour, Josh? It's, yeah, it's challenging. 
<laughs> but no, no. I, I hope that that point was it wasn't made to be like, oh yeah, Moore is just a sub, subdivision of Norman, or Norman is a subdivision of Moore. I was just trying to make a comparison, and this is why I don't jump on the Knippelmeyer Chevrolet text line during a take. Well, I mean, the whole metro is like <laughs> it's connected anymore for the it's most crazy. part. That nineteenth, fix that nineteenth street. Come on, we have the power to do it. Um. So now you add Bauer Sharp to the tight end room, but you've taken two, three away, right? Um, Blake Smith into the portal, Jason Llewellyn in the portal, and obviously Austin Stogner has exhausted his eligibility, right? So with that in mind, I, I'm big on Devon Mitchell. I think he's going to be really good, but we're also talking about what, Josh? A true a freshman, true freshman. Uh, that, oh, by the way, should be a senior in high school next year. So it is It is my hope that in just kind of perusing the old transfer portal that Jake Roberts is an Oklahoma Sooner. I found, dude, <laughs> so I was that, looking back. Go that's, ahead, go just, ahead, that's just your gut feel? I, that, that's my hope. I told you, I gave my biases out just so everyone can know, right? I just laid it out there. Um, I found a YouTube video last night that I haven't stopped laughing at. Okay. Yeah. It's called Scotty B the Baylor King. I've never heard of this guy before in my life, but I guess, I don't know. I I guess he's to Baylor fans. What? Like, uh, I don't know. Okeanu is to, to OU fans. Onikuno. Onikuno, only Onikuno is infinitely more successful than he is. But he had a video that he put out about Jake Taylor entering the transfer portal. <laughs> I don't I, I feel like you gotta I'm gonna send you the link, Josh, and I don't think we can air it. Not because he cusses or anything, but because it does you don't really get the true v- video unless you watch it. Right. <laughs> because my man looks like he's about to snap for some reason. He's like <sighs> Guess Jake Roberts is back in the transfer portal. It's like, what? What are you doing here, buddy? I'll send it to you. So He's you very upset. <laughs> He's very upset about it. And then, by the way, don't we want a Jake Roberts at Oklahoma just to have all of the Jake the Snake references that Toby Rowland can come up with? I mean, T. I mean, T-Row would be money with that. What was uh? What was Jake the Snake's Roberts Python's name? That's not code for anything. He had a name for it. I can't remember it off the top of my head. And I'm too lazy to go Google it, right? I've got enough wrestling Google searches after the Iron Claw whenever the government does look in my Google search history. You are uh, giving some Denver Bronco fans uh, bad memories here. Oh, yeah? Why is that? Jake the Snake Plumber. Oh, gosh, that's right. I forgot. I forgot. He was actually, he was all right. Pop, Damien. That's right, Damien. (laughs) Oh, God, he's got Damien in that bag. What's he, is it going to bite the macho man? (laughs) Yeah, the the text line's lighting up, by the way. (laughs) Damien, Damien. Uh, Okay, anyway, what were we talking about? Transfer portal, tight ends for Oklahoma. I still like, I still feel like it's a position of of desperate need for OU. Now, uh, real quick. Before we get to a break, I've talked to this for about, I don't know, what, 
two or three days and we've never really played it. Have you have you heard the as we segue for the portal update brought to you by Swiftco to a little bit of you know what's 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 the plan? How many times in your life have you asked anyone when you're getting ready to do something, what's the plan? What's the plan? It's kind of how I feel I'm asking with college football right now. What's the plan? What are we doing? Where are we going? Um, and nobody knows. And nobody knows. What what time are we leaving? I don't know. Here in a bit. Okay. When should I be ready by? I don't really know if there's a true deadline on it right now, but that's how I feel right now. Ah, but something's so, got to change. Something's got to change. 63-3 to Georgia beat Florida State. We haven't played this yet on the show. It's a little bit old, but I, I want to get y'all's take on it. This is Kirby Smart talking about the game afterwards. And, and again, I want to remind you the final score in this game was 63-3. to Here we go. People need to see what happened tonight, and they need to fix this. It needs to be fixed. It's very unfortunate that they, who has a good football team and a good football program, are in the position they're in. And everybody can say it's their fault and it's still their own problem. All right? And everybody can say that we had our guys and they didn't have their guys. I can listen to all that. But college football has got to decide what they want. And I know things are changing. And I think things are going to change next year. And you know what? There's going to still be bowl games outside of those. People got to decide what they want and what they really want to get out of it. Because it's really unfortunate for those kids on that sideline that had to play in that game that didn't have their full arsenal. And it affected the game 100%. So, no kidding. The final score was 63 to 3. Who could have guessed it? I, I will say, I found the conversation after that to be incredibly fascinating. And let's get into it next. Because at the crux of it was well, is that a college football issue? Or is that a Florida State issue? That's the most upset a coach has ever been winning by 60. <laughs> we'll <dive laughs> maybe into maybe it. in the history of sport. <laughs> we'll dive into it next right here on the Home of Suter Fans. So here's my question on the Kirby Smart audio. If you happen to miss it near the end of the last segment, uh, I, I will take care of those of you. I'll take care of those. I my. My guy, Trevor Anderson, one time said, oh, man, I just missed it. You were talking about because I had to get out of my car. All right, I guess you guys have jobs. I guess you just can't stay committed to this show 24-7. Here's what Kirby Smart said after the Georgia win over Florida State in the what, – what, what bowl game was that? Was that the Orange Bowl? In the Orange Bowl. And it I, I don't want to necessarily say it created some sort of national conversation because I kind of feel like we moved on to the <laughs> – I kind of feel like we moved on to the championship games relatively quickly, but uh, here, here was Kirby Smart. People need to see what happened tonight, and they need to fix this. It needs to be fixed. It's very unfortunate that they, who has a good football team they. and a good football program, are in the position they're in. And everybody can say it's their fault and it's still their own problem. All right? And everybody can say that we had our guys and they didn't have their guys. I can listen to all that. But college football has got to decide what they want. And I know things are changing. And I think things are going to change next year. And you know what? There's going to still be bowl games outside of those. People got to decide what they want and what they really want to get out of it. Because it's really unfortunate for those kids on that sideline that had to play in that game that didn't have their full arsenal. And it affected the game 100%. Now, people need to again, see what happened. Hold tonight. on, Kirby. Here, some would say. Well, you can say 
something needs to be done. Well, I mean, Georgia didn't really have anything to pay, play for, right? But they bought in and they wanted to go make a final statement. That's right. They Florida also State. had their starting quarterback, which is a nice That start. is true. <laughs> that is true. That is true. But I don't know, dude. I, I, I have tried to be in this situation – Guy that says little because I don't have a good answer for it. And you can you can play all the NFL guys who are suddenly college experts and have them tell you, well, they shouldn't they shouldn't be doing this until after the bowl games. Well, there's this thing called school that is still necessary in college football. And semesters, we're not going to change the entire semester or quarter layout just for college football. Even though... Even though I don't know if many people would complain. But, I mean, Kirby's got a point. I just, again, I don't know how you fix it. Kirby Smart, you're going to be a guy that people will turn to and say, okay, what do you do? What do you do? Because these opt-outs for a team like Florida State, if they don't make the 12-team playoff, do you think that they're going to have a massive amount of guys that are going to be ready to go play in a bowl game? No. And I don't see the portal windows changing either. So, I, I, I've tried to come up with, like, an answer, like an idea, like a way that it can't just be magically fixed. And unfortunately, Josh, I don't know what that looks like right now. One thing you could do is uh, eliminate 10 or 12 bowls. That would help. That would help. Because that would help. Uh, you've got such a surplus of bowls, there's no meaning to playing in a bowl game anymore. So, the, you could start there. There's too many. And then... Maybe look at some of these bowl games being more of a reward for the non-Power 5 team, the group of five teams, if that's still going to be a thing, than it is for an underperforming Power 5 program to where that would be an issue. I I mean, again, I I don't know. But it's a fascinating conversation. Well, The the interesting thing is next year there's, there's no problem for Florida State. Oh, that's right. I mean, they're upset because they uh, don't get the buy, but they're in. Under the 12-team format, they're in next year. Uh, a lot of people jumping in on this, as you might imagine, from the 402. Two things you can do to help with the calendar. Don't have teams take a month off. <laughs> Give teams half weeks off, and if you leave earlier, whether the portal or the NFL, you have to pay back 25% of your NIL. I don't know what those conversations look like either. I really don't. Uh, or those contracts look like. I appreciate Kirby speaking up, writes the 918. This has to be fixed. His words carry more weight as a winner versus coming from a whiny loser. Yeah, and, and you know what? To Mike Norvell's credit, I don't, I don't think he complained about that too much. I think they kind of took their medicine. I think they kind of took their medicine. True Sooner's been hanging in on the Riverwind Casino jackpot line. What's going on, True? How are you, bud? I'm doing good, man. Hey, on this Curry Smart thing, it's interesting. Um, yeah, and I don't know how you fix it either. And, like, friends of mine, you know, they, they ask about concerts coming. Hey, Kiss is going to be coming in a couple of weeks. Are you going to go see them? And I'm like, they don't have any of their original members. they got two original members left. That's I mean, it. Yeah, and I'm looking at these bands. I'm looking at these games, and, and you vote with your pocketbook. You know, if you if you don't want to go spend 150 bucks on an Alamo Bowl ticket to see a to 
to see an exhibition game. I, and there's going to be people that's out there going, well, you got to support your kids no matter what. Okay, then go ahead and do it. But the problem is, and correct me if I'm wrong, but as long as ESPN is buying everything in sight and they don't have anything else to put on programming, these these bowls aren't going to go away, are they? Don't think so. Don't think so. Unless, I mean, unless here, there, now there is a possibility. There is a possibility. Because you are adding um, four more games, right? So you're adding four more games with the playoffs. Uh, well, actually, it would be more than that, right? So you're adding four more games in the first round. So, if I say, so you're adding a lot more games to that inventory. So I wonder if maybe these games they're adding might lead to, all right, well, we don't have to do this bowl game or that bowl game. I mean, maybe it could lead to the elimination of some of these bowls because these extra playoff games would fill that content. I don't know. The, the fans get screwed no matter what. It's all about the money. You know, they're, you know, and, and it's, you know, you watch the, you know, watch the whole season and you got to build up to it. You know, you got for Oklahoma, you know, you've got the, the first game, which you're excited, even though it's Maine or whoever, whoever it is, Tulane or whatever, you're excited about it no matter what. And then you got Texas, you know, and then you got the Big Twelve season, you know, or SEC season. And then and then you, you got the championship game, and then you got the sad trombone, right? <laughs> I mean, it's just to me that's the way I feel. I, I I'm sure a lot, a lot of people love the Alamo Bowl and went down there and had a great time, but to me it's just like bum, bum, it sucks. Yeah, it sucks. it's just yeah. And so I don't know. I don't know, man. I like I said, vote with your pocketbook, but still, I don't know if that matters or not anymore with ESPN, the way they just buy everything? I don't know. I mean, I wish Kirby Smart would have alluded a little bit more on how he would fix it. See, that's what we need, True. We need somebody like a Kirby Smart, like a Nick Saban, like yeah. a Brent Venables, like, you know, whomever of these coaches or even athletic directors. Let's really – let's get some forward momentum on this. Here's the idea. Here's what we think would work. You know, yeah. I, I'll give the NCAA credit, you know, in, in their idea that's kind of stalled out a little bit. We just haven't heard about the different level, and maybe that's because we're in the middle of the playoffs right now. Um, but I, I just – I would like to see – I would like to see ideas. things just not disappear, right, from just an idea and a speculation perspective. I would like to see a little bit more juice. I would like to see a little bit more follow-up on it. Yeah, and I would rather watch a bowl game. You know, I'd, I'd rather have it on in the background than, uh, you know, what is that ice game that they push the ice block around? I mean, you know, or or, or poker, you know. But, but, I mean, it's still, it's just like, man, it's just such a build-up all year long. And, and, it's, and that's not the way it used to be. You know, when we were younger, it was about the build-up to the bowl game. It was about the build-up to the bowl game, you know. Yeah, exactly. So, we'll see you, man. See you, buddy. That's the loudest I've ever heard you in my ear. Did everybody hear that? What in the world? That was crazy. <laughs> I can, it's kind of weird because I can hardly hear you when you're talking on the air for some reason. But that was the clearest I've ever heard Jason is on hold in my life. Yeah, Whatever I, we did, more so of that. I, I cranked the uh, mic up. <laughs> was it too loud? Would you like it I quieter? No, no, no. It was fine. It was just – I was like, Whoa! Yeah, sorry. Like Jason Voorhees coming for me. <laughs> I, the, the frustration here, I think, more than anything else. Uh, and by the way, let, let me be real clear. When I said, yeah, it sucks. It sucks to go to the automobile. Not that that's anything against anyone in San Antonio. Not that that's anyone against uh, the Alamo Bowl itself. They do a fantastic job 
in presenting the bowl game. I told you guys, just from a very selfish perspective, it's the greatest sideline setup I have ever had in my life. It was amazing, incredible. But you don't want to go play in the Alamo Bowl. You don't want to go play in the Alamo Bowl? Arizona. You don't want to go play in the Alamo Bowl? Teams that underperformed or that hadn't been to a bowl game in a long time. That's not a knock against the bowl. It's the reality of the expectations that you have as a program. You know, we can, gosh, college football people, can, can we just have something be kind of cool and not lose our minds? Like the sponsor implementations with the mayo and the Pop-Tart, that's pretty cool. But it's almost like they take it to a degree where it's like, ah, calm down. We don't have anything cool like that at the Alamo Bowl, right? But in that same vein, it's not like the ultimate reward for the season. It's just something that a lot of nerds can yuck-yuck about. We, that, that's not the ultimate goal for championship-caliber teams. But maybe we need to make sure that these bowls are a reward. I, I remember – this is going back now, so we're going back almost 40 years. But when Tulsa went to the Freedom Bowl, Josh, it was one of the biggest deals in that school's history. Rick Dixon was the athletic director. I mean, Rick's still the athletic director now. But, I mean, it, it, it was incredible. It was incredible. They played, played Marshall Falk in San Diego State. It was an amazing experience. I don't know how we get back to that, and maybe the toothpaste is out of the tube, but those are the types of things that that need to be what bowl season is all about. And I think that it goes back to what True just said. There's just too damn many of them. Uh, Jason, uh, welcome to the show. You're on the ref. What's going on, Jason? Not Jason Voorhees, by the way. Not Jason Voorhees, that's right. Yeah, hey. Actually, I was named after uh... – my mom named me after the movie Jason and the Argonauts. Oh, okay. Remember that? Not too bad. I like Not it. Bad. I like it. <laughs> hey, um, I like football. I love football. A day with football is better than a day without. Because right now I'm going to be miserable here in about a month. Same. You know, I, basketball doesn't – I can't get in the NBA at all, ever. After Michael Jordan, after the Thunder of 2012, after that, I'm out. I just – I just can't get into it. And even though you basketball, even then, when they went to the Final Four uh, with Buddy, I, I, it was hard for me to watch. Um, football is the king for me. And uh, there's not enough bowl games for me. The only thing that's ruining them is those opt-outs and those transfer portal stuff. It's just driving me crazy. That's the problem. Not, um, not, not the number of bowl games. Do, here's, here's the thing. I, I see this a lot, Jason. And I don't disagree with you because I'm the same. I, I love basketball. I love it. But also, I'm really going to miss football. I mean, I'm really going to miss football. Right. I love just, this season. I love this oh, yeah. season. And, and and the portal stuff has been fun because it gives us more conversations going forward. You know, it's just it's all it's all gravy because it gives us more reasons to talk about it. Sure. So with that said, I think the ultimate fix would be to go back – to eliminating the one-time transfer policy. I think yeah. that's the ultimate fix in all of this. But I, they've already lost in court. And I don't know if they're going to win in court on this again. But that, to me, if you want to talk about – now, that's not going to fix opt-outs in bowl games for guys that have NFL possibilities. But it definitely will for guys that want to go other places. Because are you going to sit out a year before you can play again? That's the ultimate way to fix all of this. But, Jason, I just – I don't know if you're going to win in that battle – no, uh, whenever you're like going forward legally. back in the bottle. 
Look at you, genie back of the bottle, toothpaste back of the tube. We got all our analogies down. So do you follow <laughs> the transfer portal like I do with free agency, or does it make you mad? Yeah. Okay. Oh, I follow it. It's interesting. Definitely entertaining. Uh, definitely interesting. Uh, but the overall effect is just – I mean, as long as we're – it's basically, like you said, free agency and trading kind of thing. Yeah. Um, let me ask you a question about NIL real quick. Um, Go ahead. Okay. What What is this exactly? I mean, are these players are getting paid to do work, though, right? They're not just getting paid to be there. Because if they're getting paid to get to do work, well, what are they working? What are they doing? <laughs> about that. <laughs> about that. Yeah, that's a great question, Jason. I, I I've heard Dylan Gabriel on one commercial all year, radio commercial, and maybe a couple other players that I just didn't pay attention. But that's it. Well, and I think they, they do some appearance-type deals here and there, but a lot of it is no, not the designed – it's not the designed intention of name, image, likeness that you're talking about, which is being a spokesman for a product or a service or a company, which was the, again, design for NIL. But, look, that's that's not what we've got, by and large. Right. I, I, I thought it came about because of the, you know, the PlayStation game, EA Sports deal. Yeah, NCAA football. Yeah, which is coming back next year, I believe, this year. Allegedly. Yeah, yeah so they I, say. Think, <laughs> I think we've been on I it's coming back my for, about, life. <laughs> for like 10 years now. Uh, Jason, thanks for the phone right. call. I appreciate hey, thanks, it. Guys. Well, see, here's the thing. I um, Do you do you follow Brian Bedford on Twitter by chance? Brian with a Y. Well, I, Very I, successful, Brian. I think I do. If I don't, then I, I, I see his tweets a ton. I like Brian a lot. Maybe we'll have to see about getting him on the show. Someday, and he tweeted something about maybe it was two months ago, and he said we got to stop calling this nil because it's not nil, it's pay for play. And I have no problem with that, but let's just—he's right, Jason's right. You know, this idea of what we thought nil would be was, hey man, it's uh, uh Billy Bowman here for Kane's Chicken or Billy Bowman here for Taco Bell, right? And that. DJ Uyunglele, Caleb Williams here for Dr. Pepper. That's become such a small part of what NIL has become that it's not even NIL. It's these collectives are truly pay for play. And I'm, there's things they do, right? If it's social media posts, if it's, like you said, Josh, appearances, um, there might be a couple commercials here or there. But for the most part, I mean – Let's just look at the the Dylan Gabriel rumors out of Oregon, right? What is it? Two million? Million and a half that we've heard he got to go to to Oregon to play for a year? I don't think you're going to get two million dollars worth of advertising out of anybody for a, what, a four-month season. So it's, then what are you paying him for? You're paying him to come there and play. So I, I understand what you're saying. And it's also what's kind of, I think, angered a lot of these coaches and see them pushing to, hey, go give to our collective. You, Alabama, we just lost to uh, Michigan. You know what's going to help us out in the future, Josh? What's going to help us out in the future is you giving to our collective so we can go get more players. Well, and I think what you know, some, some coaches out there have been pushing for is, is basically for this to wind up as a salary cap situation. But, you know, here's the deal. 
college football has been inherently uneven. And what's going to happen when the Oklahomas and Ohio States and Alabamas are on the same playing field financially as a Kansas State or you name it? I just don't know that we're ever going to get there. So I think we're living in a perfectly imperfect college football now and in, in, in going forward. The 12-team playoff, by the way, it's going to add eight games. So that's that's going to fix some of it, but I just don't know that this is ever changing again, Plank. You know, it's um, I was texting with a couple people on the Super Secret Textoso line, and before we go to break, just this reminder, um, when were bowl games held to such a high standard? The 80s, when there were like 18 of them. What was my example, Josh? 1991, Freedom Bowl for Oklahoma, or for Tulsa. Bowl games are celebrations just like spring games. They only really mattered when we were making like five different champs with different organizations. I was digging into how many champions. Do you know how many championships uh, Michigan claims in football? Yeah, is it's double figures, is it not? It's like 11. Do you know how many of them they've won – where it's just all theirs. I mean, even since, even 1997, it's like none. <laughs> right. I mean, that's the one since uh, World War II, is it not? Yes. <laughs> 1901, 1902, 304, 1823, 33, 48, and 1997. But yet everyone wants to have what Michigan has. Funny. All right, quick break. When we come back, as I'm live in Provo with the OU women's basketball team right here on The Ref. Welcome back, everyone. Allison Insurance brings us our number two. It's the Plank Show right here on the Ref Radio Network. The home of Sooner fans, Allison Insurance. Check them out for health insurance, life insurance, so much more. Bob and Robert Allison, they can find the needs to best fit you and your office for insurance. And they've been helping you and your family for over 60 years, 405-745-2968, allisoninsurance.com. Knippelmeyer Chevrolet text line, 405-651-3439. Squirrel, 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 squirrel. Norman, uh, is NIL money guaranteed under contract? Can players opt out of a bowl game and still receive the entire NIL cash as negotiated prior? I don't know. It's like so many things with name, image, know. likeness. Uh, we don't know. Do you know what? We should get – who is the guy that does all the NIL stuff? He's – I met him. I'll, I'll ask. How about this? Let's all make a deal. Are you talking about Jason Belzer? That might be it. That name rings a bell. The CEO of the Crimson and Cream Collective? Yes, Yes. That's who it is. We we need to talk to Toby Baldwin and see about either getting Toby on or getting him on. I don't know how much Toby can say. Um, I don't know what Jason can say. I don't think any of this should be overly secretive, right? Because for the most part, we're dealing with schools at public universities. Um, so you would have to think that there would be – there would have to be a paper trail – to kind of understand what an NIL contract looks like. My understanding was that all of them were one-year deals. Obviously, I'm dead wrong. <laughs> but that was my understanding, was that a majority of these were one-year deals. Um, now, I that would be a lot in football because you're going through 
what, 80 dudes where you're having to renegotiate an NIL contract every single year. And I know that, you know, some guys might look at it and say, well, I'm worth this, and I think I should be paid this. And a coach might say, okay, well, good luck in the transfer portal. Right, and (laughs) the way this is set up is you you don't have an agent. Well, there's agents involved. There absolutely is agents involved. Um, but it's not – It's they're not called agents. They're called – you have a representative, right? I mean, look at um, look at Lauren Chamberlain's group, right? That's an agency. And, I mean, at its core. And they've got all the softball players, right? They've got Jada and they've got uh, – they had Jocelyn. They've got um, – I think Tiare has signed up with them. So they might not have an agent per se like a – Don Yee or Scott Boris, right. but there are these agencies that help them out with those deals. And sometimes, because remember, that was the big change in the rule, um, because at the time, I mean, they wouldn't even let like family members or anyone help negotiate these things. And so now they've at least had some help on that front. Yeah, because and, and I, you have go ahead. to. Right. Right. But I don't, that's a great question. That's a great question. One that I think, Squirrel, we're still learning. All right, where do you want to go next on the tax line? 405. Uh, the bottom line is the NCAA is not going to be able to do anything because anything that they put in play, they'll just take it to court, and it'll be thrown out. College football is turning into what the NBA is. It's now a player-run entity. Yeah, it really truly is. Welcome to sports. Welcome to sports in the – are we in the 21st century? 20, yeah, because that's what it's become. And I, I'm all about player empowerment, but – there still has to be a degree of still college football. You're still a student. You know, you, even though I still have yet to see someone be academically ineligible in quite a while, you still have to keep your grades up. You still got to go to class and things of that nature. You can make $2 million in NIL money, and if you don't get passing grades, you're probably not going to play. How or at least that's what I think is the rule. How about this from the 615? Can we not coordinate with the tribes to support OU Athletics? Imagine a row of slot machines that give 10% of winnings back to OU NIL. In other words, the winner pays, not the casino. There would huh. be a huge line to play those slot machines. We have to think if we can uh, we have to think of things we can do that others can't. Otherwise, the richer schools will continue to win the NIL game. Am I I don't think I'm at Riverwind this week. I think that uh, this is the week where I'm I'm booted. I'm booted. Trevor booted me from Riverwind this week. Um, but that's a great question. That's a great potential angle. I, I, I remember a couple of years ago, and we're doing a break, I was traveling and I saw that they were doing the, I think it was Kansas. I think they had the Kansas and the Kansas State scratch-off, scratchers. And I immediately picked up the phone. I called Kelly Collier. I'm like, dude, let me tell you something. This is brilliant. And his response was, already on it. And, as you know now, you can get OU and OSU scratchers from the uh, wherever you buy scratch-offs. I guess now they have kiosks everywhere you can buy them. Why not? Why not? It would be brilliant. Could you imagine? <laughs> I'm thinking of a way I could get paid on these now. There's a row that's the softball slot machines, Josh, and every time that you get a, you, you, you get a jackpot – it's it's me yelling, oh baby, what a win! And and anytime there's a football and a basketball one, when you win, it's Toby going, oh mama, I I'm in. I'm in. let's get paid. Let's all get rich off this. Where do we start? Where do we start? 
Hey, quick break. I'm on the road in Provo, Utah with the OU women's basketball team. 8 o'clock tonight. So get your nap in. 7.30 pregame for OU and BYU. Uh, top five stories of the day coming up right here on The Ref. All right, welcome back into the Plank Show. Top five stories of the day coming up here in a bit. Uh, in those top five stories, we're going to talk about the women's basketball game tonight. We got some portal updates, uh, including this one, Josh. Are you surprised at all? as to how hot of a commodity Will Howard has been in the transfer portal? The fact that uh, in Ohio State is interested is maybe maybe surprising to uh, you know some degree, right? But uh, it just goes to show you somebody that's played a lot of football, ton of production, uh, can both run and throw. I mean, he's a, a definite yeah. dual threat guy. And Very he's, much so. He so obviously would, for Ohio State, be a step up from – what they got this season. So, yeah, I mean, maybe a little bit, but it just goes to show you the premium on quarterbacks with experience. He is, uh, after his, think about this. He played his true freshman season. He played his true freshman season. And he took over when Skylar Thompson got hurt. I want to say, was that 20? Nineteen or was it twenty? He played in. He played his true freshman season when Skylar Thompson got hurt and was not not necessarily great. In fact, we were debating whether or not he should change positions. Now, he appears to be the most wanted quarterback in the transfer portal. He's visiting Ohio State today, and has already visited USC and Miami. And at every stop, they've said, "Oh yeah, he's committed." <laughs> what? But he hasn't committed anywhere yet. Kind of like the Quinn Ewers. Ah, oh, Quinn Ewers already is coming back. He hasn't announced it yet. He has not announced it yet. We'll talk more about what the portal looks like with big story number five next right here on The Ref.